When I was done with this movie, I put the Blu-ray back into the case, and I threw the Blu-ray across the room as hard as I could. I was that pissed off watching this garbage. Just, this movie's stupid. Oh, this movie can rot in hell. I own it, folks. I own it. Oh, you stubborn bastard. What the hell with you, then? I got vinegar syndrome stuff I need to watch now. <laughs> You're such a tease. Just the tip. It's just kind of just rubbing there, just ready to enter. At least spit on your hand first. So I have a whole bunch of ungulate in my chest. I hate you. Screw you. Screw you. You're okay. I hate Skype. I hate it too. It changed my settings because of my monitors, so I had to go in and change the sound settings because it changed it to the monitor. Then I couldn't hear TJ. Like, why? I'm I'm sorry that I'm causing fuckery with the show by making you go back to the ancient technology. I had no no idea that the Zoom (laughs) rules were that way. That you have you can't have three people in a call for over forty minutes, or you got to pay. Every time I use Zoom for work, we literally have like 50 people, 60 people mm. on Zoom at a time, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> yep. I'm doing school meetings. There's like 8 to 10 kids and a teacher, and I set the kids up and leave the room. Yes, nice hey, hat. See my new hat. <laughs> Eugene, did you see my hat? Oh, nice. <laughs> Rocking the old Blockbuster hat. I just bought it from the last one in the United States. So Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in Bend, Oregon or in Idaho or something like that. It's the last one. So And they're still open. Oh yes, they're the last open Blockbuster in the United States. So because of the COVID stuff, they um, are selling merch and stuff to try to help stay open because things have been really slow and stuff. But, so, I bought a sticker and a hat. <laughs> cool. I approve of the hat. You could get some sweats, you know, some, like, hoodies. You could go completely go all, like, retro. It's an Airbnb, so, you know, if you and the <laughs> wife want want a little getaway, you could go to Blockbuster and have a movie, you know, and stay there for the night and have movie night. And, you know, there Do you they go. actually have a room to sleep and... No, yeah, you, yeah, you're, yeah. You would lay down in the aisle on those sticky floors. Go to oh. if, if you go look it up, it's a last last blockbuster anyway. When you look it up sometime, it is now an Airbnb as well as a video store. So yeah, uh, yikes! <laughs> wow, I wonder what their corporate headquarters looks like now. <laughs> Do they have? It probably looks That's like it. <laughs> it probably looks like any of our offices. <laughs> yeah, just a guy, just a guy. Somewhere. This is Bill. This is <laughs> <Yeah>. corporate. <laughs> Let me talk to your manager. <laughs> oh, and the owner, owner, manager, and employee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my first week back to work, kind of, and whoo! <laughs> haven't been missing this. Been enjoying working from home, kind of, and now it's. Ah, uh, today I took the trash out of my new office, and. Um, I'll bet it's every bit of a quarter mile to the dumpster and back. That's how big this new facility is. Getting your steps Ooh, in. I'm getting my getting steps, steps in. in. 15, <laughs> 15 steps up the flight of stairs to my office, too. But hey, at least I have an office. So, it's been going pretty well. It's just been kind of stressful for me this week. I bet. <sighs> but at least school starts next week, so that should help de-stress everything. 
That's why I'm stressed out is because school starts next week and I'm back. I've been, I went back to work at the beginning of July and so we got the campus is opening uh, next Monday and the little darlings start coming back and yeah, the uh, management just, yeah, uh, people involved in making decisions are changing stuff every five minutes on us so we're doing stuff then redoing stuff then redoing stuff and then doing it again and it just every day it just it's like yeah i don't i don't think schools i think they'll be open for two weeks or a month and then close again yeah maine um maine is the only state in the united states i believe that has like a decreasing covid rate so we're actually like almost down to nothing for new cases so we might be okay. I don't know, but we'll we'll have to see. I hope so because I kind of don't want to lose my job. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, Mister Weaver, you look just pissed off today. Oh, I feel awful. I feel awful because of the cats. I feel awful. Just head cold, but not. It's not a head cold. Just always sick. Just lo- loaded up a handkerchief earlier today. Headache. Fucking cats. As the as the doctor told me, Eugene, when I had my cat, if your cat doesn't go, you're probably gonna die. So I ended yeah. up in the hospital for three days because of being allergic to my cat. So affected my lungs, made my lungs not function right anymore. Yeah. Oh, the stuff that I hawk up in the morning, it's like I wasn't hawking this stuff up a couple months ago. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't. It, the, the cats outrank you. So yes, they do. Get over yes, it. they do. Just get over it. Have you, I took uh, a singular, I, and singular doesn't even work. Took a singular yesterday, nothing. Didn't work. Have you tried not being allergic to cats, though? I should. I should try should that. try that. Um, oh. Have you? It's it's like the Eugene version of the movie Tusk, yeah. except with the cats. They're slowly, the hair is slowly starting to get into his body, and he's going to turn into a man-cat mm-hmm. thing. Yep. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, oh, I just, dark black, just Dark black thoughts. Oh, a, it, how, how are you, Eric? Oh, it's how, a, how are you? It's a darkness uh, a roulette this week. Remember, <laughs> darkness rule, huh? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's the blackest of the black times infinity. That's right. <laughs> uh, it was a darker and darker stormy night. I was in a creative uh. writing course. <coughs> oh, allergies too. I mean, I've just been coughing up shit like crazy. Still sleeping I mean, like singular ass. doesn't work. What's singular? Singular is like a, I don't, I don't know, just medication that makes me grumpy. Snake oil that doesn't work. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I might as well just be recording on in the morning. I'd feel the same. <laughs> well, I'm back to work, so we're gonna have to. It's gonna be interesting carving time out again. Um. Uh, yeah, but um, just counting down the minutes to 9 o'clock, and then I'll be awake for an hour and then pass out because I've got a head cold, or, you know, a pretend head cold, and rinse, repeat. Yeah. Do it all over again tomorrow. <laughs> Tonight, I get to watch a, an hour of uh, The Favorite from Yorgos Lanthimos, the guy that made... Oh, that's, uh, be, that's just a, a, a carnival of happiness, that guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Judas Priest. <laughs> I don't know what oh, I'm watching yeah. tonight. Uh, I'm kid-free this evening, and 
the wife wants to get Mexican from downtown. I'm like, hell yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll probably do what we've done the rest of the week, which is, what do you want to watch? Uh, I don't care. Pick something. So I start scrolling around through Netflix. How about this? Nah. How about this? Nah. How about this? Nah. Stand up. 45 minutes later. Stand, yeah. Yep. 45 minutes later, stand up it is. Just stand up, stand up, stand up. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. At least it'll be somewhat quiet. <laughs> um, obviously, you guys, if you're listening to this show, you know who the third voice is. It is TJ. And I didn't uh, queue up your ad copy here because I figured you're on. And you know what? This episode drops on the 29th or the 30th. So yeah. the album will be out. So this is Future Pod. My question Future to you, pod. my question to you is, what it's like? What is? What is? Tell us what it's like to be the first artist in history to have an album go platinum in one day. That's pretty good. I made like a dollar fifteen after off our uh, ten million and forty Spotify plays, so we are able to buy um, enough gas. To get to practice, it's it's pretty great. We're very excited about that. Um, the you know the reviews have been wonderful, uh, and maybe in two or three years we can think about playing a show again when we're allowed to. <laughs> right. Well, I saw actually that they have had a couple of shows somewhere where they set up these uh, platforms that were all separated from each other all across this yard and, and they had tables and chairs set up inside of them. So you go sit on those platforms. So everybody was socially distanced. Yeah. Yeah. There's like in England, they have these little gated things off and yeah. they're starting to do stuff. Um, we had, uh, we had one show for the year, um, in September, which was an outdoor event. So people could distance and all that stuff. And that was going to be our CD release party. It was also going to be our guitar player's farewell show because, unfortunately, he, um, just due to time commitments and uh, family stuff, you know, he just, he can't do it anymore. And, you know, he tried to make it work. We tried to make it work, but it's just not happening. So we hadn't announced it, but that was going to be his farewell show with us and our CD release party, and we don't get to do either now. So uh, it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a bummer because, you know, we're like, uh, we're super, super proud of this album. We worked really, really hard on making the songs the best we could make them. Um, we got to work with a top-notch producer um, who we're very lucky to be friends with, so that also helped. Um, and, like, we got it. Like, I have, I think this is the eighth or ninth album I've sang on, and uh, this is legit the first time that we got our mixes back. Like, I had goosebumps. Like, I heard the song, and I'm just, like, looking at my arm, and, like, the hair standing up on my arm, and I'm just like, wow. Uh, <laughs> You're right I'm like, to feel that way, and I understand what that's like, because I've, I've gotten uh, my mixes back from albums that I was working on, and I, I had goosebumps from them, too, because it, it was so good. And then I yeah. listened to your album, and I'm like, it didn't sound that good. It, didn't, it <laughs> did not have that quality, and I'm, t I'm talking about the mix and the mastering. You can just, yeah. if, if you have been through that process, you understand what it's like, how, uh, well, when we were, did it up in Cleveland, every, uh, after every session, they would give us a CD. Yeah. 
and go listen to it. And he would tell us, go listen to it in your car or go listen to it at your home and whatever system you're used to listening to music in so that you can hear the way you normally hear other music. And then you can come back and say, it needs this. I want this, you know, that fucking snare. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Like we, we got our mixes back and he, uh, you know, he was like, here's, here's the basic rough mix. Let me know if there's anything that needs to be changed. And we all listened to it. We were like, there's legitimately like three things. And it's like real stupid nitpicky stuff. Not like, well, I can't hear this or I can't hear that. It's like, well, in this one part, this part's just a tiny little bit low. Could you bring that up type deal? So we were just, yeah, we were blown away. And, um, we are pretty pumped. Um, we're already working on a new album. We're three songs in to writing our next one, which, uh, so we'll definitely be, we're, you know, we're definitely be working with Evan again. And, uh, he's, um, he's blowing up too, as far as like, he's doing a lot of, a lot of, uh, bigger bands as well now. And, uh, his band is going to be doing some more recording and going back out on the road, I think for the first time in like six years. So it's, I'm pretty pumped for those dudes because they are amazing. So, but if anybody wants to buy the album that's listening to the show, uh, you can go to Bandcamp uh, in the Kingdom of Nightmares Bandcamp.com. You can get it there, or basically across uh, like 190 different digital platforms, including all the majors like iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, uh, Amazon Play, uh, Google Music, stuff. soon to be YouTube Music. Yeah, yeah, there too. Um, so basically, basically anywhere you can get music digitally, you can get it. Um, we are going to press CDs at some point, but the thing with the CDs are is, um, especially for us, uh, unless we're playing shows, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to press CDs at this point in time because yeah. that's where we sell ninety percent of our CDs. You know, we do have a few people that ask for it for them but for the cost of printing up cds and all that stuff unless we're going to be doing some shows it doesn't make a lot of sense at this point in time it's becoming Um, a thing of the past but there's still a lot of people that like physical media myself i when i buy especially like a local band or a regional band i love to have the physical copy me too Um, i'm right there with you but i'm just saying a lot of people oh yeah yeah. eugene doesn't even have a a physical media drive on his computer (laughs) No, I, I don't remember the last time that I actually put in a CD. I mean, other than, like we had talked about, other than to, like, download it to put it onto my iTunes. I don't either, but I still yeah. like having a copy because I, I've had so many uh, hardware and software failures. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, so, I mean, we will have physical copies available um, at some point, um, but it's not something that we're like. It's like one of those deals, like, when we have some extra cash. I'm hoping uh, we've done very well on pre-sales and stuff. So um, we may just take that money, you know, and put it towards and towards buying the actual physical media as well. But as you know, being in a band is ungodly expensive. Yes, it is. uh, (laughs) Everybody wants to, everybody wants you to thank them for letting you play. That's, that's your, that's your reward is thanks. Hey, an exposure box. I I am a millionaire in exposure box. Oh, Um, me too. Me too. So, so, you know, and that's the thing, um, especially for a band that's at our level, we, um, we make almost all of our money 
from like merch sales and album sales and stuff like that. Um, shows, if we're lucky, we make gas money. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we but, almost never even made gas money. You know, um, we're, we're thankfully we've been around enough and we have a decent following uh, from where we're from, so we can usually at least get something for gas money. But we know in general that we're we've got a lot of merch and stuff, so we can probably sell enough. Worst case, you know. That's one benefit of being a dad band and not, as we like to call it, instead of being, like, super-duper serious like we used to when we used to actually, like, go out of state and tour, you know, do, like, yeah. little tours. And uh, we do it for fun now. We all work and have, you know, good jobs for the most part. And uh, so if we all got to chip in 10 bucks a piece for gas to get to a show, so be it. We do it for fun. Um, you know, we it's do garage our one days. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, we, we do our one show a month, and if people like our stuff and dig it and come out that's great um we do it more because we missed all hanging out with each other and playing and i miss screaming at people um <laughs> and getting getting my anger out of my system so <laughs> uh awesome well yeah just to restate go buy his album requiem in the kingdom of nightmares uh wherever they are sold and it's awesome I can I vouch for it. It's a damn good album. I love that not every song is the is the same. They're very distinguishable uh, distinguishable from track to track. Yeah. And like I was talking to Eugene about, I think last episode, I don't which hasn't come out for you yet. Um, I love I just love that the stops uh, or the slowing down <laughs> of the tempo. How you get to that third that third part of the song, you get to the breakdown, and instead of it always being speed thrash, which is more Eugene style. Sometimes you just cut it to halftime, and I just want to flip the damn desk over. That just that just sends my adrenaline through the roof. Oh, that's uh, calcul that's calculated. I, I know, mean, <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> that's very calculated because we're like we're at that part of the song, and and it's it's great because especially the people that know us, they know when that part's coming because you can kind of slowly see the crowd kind of getting going. And it's just like, we'll have a little stop or we'll do something. And then you just see the entire crowd. Just like, it, it looks like a vacuum. It just kind of all goes right towards one spot and it's chaos. And, you know, we there's had, a, my last band, we had one song that, that we did that at the end. It was kind of a finale ish type thing where we cut it to halftime and we would the last quarter be ringing out. And then the drummer <laughs> would just wait and he'd just hold that one stick up and then he'd go. <laughs> oh yes, and yeah, then we yeah, cut it to half time, and the people would go nuts. And then if they were still going nuts, we would let get through another chorus, let that chord ring out again. And if they were still amped up, he would hold that stick up, and we'd go even one more. <laughs> and it was like such a heavy riff that people would just. On, sometimes we just cut it off, but yeah. uh, on the certain nights where you could tell they're feeling it, oh my god, it was oh, there, great. There's, there's a few times here and there with us, like, you know, if the crowd's, like, really spazzing out, especially towards the end of the show, because, you know, we have a couple songs that we use as closers. If they're really feeling it, a lot of times we'll go into the breakdown from Domination, just to end our set from Pantera's Domination, you know, yeah. because people oh, yeah. love that, and they flip out, and it's it's good, but, yeah, um, variety's a big thing, is... Um, we like our songs to sound like us, if that makes sense. You know, I think all of our songs sound like in the Kingdom of Nightmares, but they've each got a little bit of a different, you know, vibe to them. They absolutely and, do, though. I hate it when every song sounds the same. And we're the same way. Um, 
we didn't include a couple songs on this album, just not because they weren't good songs, but because we felt like they sound maybe a little bit too much like the other ones, and we've done demos of them or whatever, and so we just, you know, we're like, oh, let's put our best, you know, let's put our best five songs on this EP, so... Yeah. And it's and it's funny like we tried to pick the song order to make sure that it was really uh that it flowed seamlessly. I guess you know we tried you know as far as the variety of the songs went. But what's really funny is the track that ended up becoming our lead track, which is a song called Denigrate, was that was like the song that was on the bubble of us even putting it on the EP. Cuz you know we like the song, we think it's a really good song, but well, then now we I'm questioning all... the songs that you dropped off because that one kicked ass <laughs> <laughs> and uh but yeah but the thing was like when we heard the recording back we were all looking at each other like this is gonna be the lead track holy shit this is so heavy right. it's just you know because when you hear it back for the first time really hear it back like the recording of it sometimes it just makes you look at it in a different perspective so yeah okay we got to get on to movies we're 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 losing Music Eugene. freaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm over here buying movies on Voodoo, whatever. Don't worry about me. Ah, I mean, we're and talking about metal. DJ. Come on, you should be involved in this. Um, uh, I've got a headache, dude. I... <laughs> <laughs> Eugene is just not having it today. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay, uh, are you guys ready to move on to the roulette? Absolutely. I'm Eric. I'm Eugene. I'm TJ. And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. TJ, when will I get my copy? Uh, my digital copy, I guess I should say. Uh, the 28th. So okay. next Friday. It will actually be like Friday morning. Um, the Bandcamp one, I think I have to manually publish it. So uh, to give you a little heads up, it will probably actually be Thursday night. <laughs> oh, before cool. I go to okay. bed at like 9 ready. o'clock. You know, like 9 o'clock. It's supposed to be midnight, but it will be a little early. Excellent. So, I'm ready. I uh, That one track is awesome. Yeah, that's not the heaviest track on the album by far, so... Do you wish that you would, like, five tracks is fine, but, like, do you wish that you'd have, like, a ten album, or, like, a ten track album? I, or I'm sure that would take a, lo- a lot longer to produce. And to... It, yeah, um, we thought about it, but the way we... Our thing is we want to put out an EP every year now instead oh, okay. of doing like a full length album every two or three. So we'd rather put out four or five songs like every nine to 12 months, basically. So we constantly have new material out. Okay. I wish that, I wish that your artwork would always be some, somewhat akin to, uh, <laughs> to Cannibal Corpse. Just something yeah. just, just extremely gruesome. For, yeah. From what, uh, from what I've seen though, late of, uh, last few years from, Local bands, and these are bands that I've followed for many, 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 before I was ever even in a band. Uh, that's kind of the new thing, that every year or so they put out a five-track EP yep. on digital for people to buy. A lot, of, a lot of bands are doing, like, two songs every couple of months. They'll do, like, a single and a B-side, basically, every couple of months. And just because the way media is ingested now, uh, especially music, you almost have to constantly have fresh, fresh stuff out. I mean, bands so. used to be able to at least rely on that money that comes in from playing the shows, and now they don't even have that. No. So nope. okay, okay, movies, movies. Yeah, get on. <laughs> okay. Uh, in this episode of the Roulette, it is we summon the darkness up against Justice League Dark up against 
Never Ending Story 2? Yep. Okay. Uh, TJ, you're up first. Eugene can go second, and I'll go last. <laughs> uh, so the Never Ending Story 2, like, the first one is one of my all-time favorite, you know, movies uh, from growing up. I've never seen two, and apparently there's, like, a part three that has, like, Jack Black in it or something. Uh, but... So I happened to be on Netflix and Never Ending Story 2 was on there. So I was like, I'm going to watch this. It's not an awful movie, um, but it doesn't have any of the heart that the first one had, which severely just makes it kind of one of those, like, it's a thing. It's here. It's watchable. I don't remember anything about it, and I just watched it yesterday. So, you know, that's... Uh, that basically, other than Jonathan Brandis is in it, and uh, the bookstore keeper from the first one is in it. Other than that, all the actors are different that play like a Treyu and the Lock Dragon, and you know, voices are different. And it's just like it's 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 very forgettable. Would be fine, fine, fair to watch with the family, but um, you're gonna forget it. I give it a eh. <laughs> so <laughs> I not recall, awful, I not recall awful, seeing it but, once uh, back about. When it came out, and I mirror everything that you said, I don't re- I don't remember much of anything about it, and I saw it on pop up on Netflix, and I re added it to my queue because I'm like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah, never it, seen it. Yeah, it's um, uh, you know, if you're a fan of the first one, I mean, it's a harmless enough watch, but it's just exactly like we both just said. It's just kind of eh. So. I wouldn't give it a thumbs up, wouldn't give it a thumbs down. I would just kind of hold my hand up flat and go, eh, and shake yeah. it a little bit, you know? <laughs> uh, Eugene, uh, we were talking about Goonies here not long ago. Yeah. Where does, does I don't know if I've ever got your thoughts on Never Ending Story. Does that hold more heart to you than Goonies does? Like, it definitely does to me. And Never Ending Story was one I grew up on, so that one's, like, hardcore. And if you don't cry when a tra- uh, when the, uh, the fucking swamp scene, you're dead. Like, you're dead, (laughs) you're just a cold, black-hearted, dead soul. Uh, I actually have only watched NeverEnding Story one time, and it's been so long ago that I remember so little of it, so Goonies actually resonates more with me, but I just because I've seen it more often. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen Goonies now three times, uh, at the most, and NeverEnding Story, you know, once. Hmm. So... Uh, I do want to watch it again, and that's one that I definitely, next time I watch it, and there will be a next time, it will be with the boys, for sure. Uh, oh, you want to watch that one with the wife first. There's some oh, seriously yeah, dark stuff in there. For, I think uh, I'm going to be dead before I'm able to watch anything <laughs> remotely cool with my boys, by the way. <laughs> well, I keep telling you to, but I'm just saying, on that one, you might want to talk to the wife first, because there's that whole scene where the wolf and then the cave, and Artax... Uh, going and I mean there's some heavy sh- couple of scenes in that movie oh yeah I watched it when I was like five but that doesn't you know yeah, mean was, anything either that was a rental staple yeah I don't know where what happened how I miss Goonies but whatever uh, alright uh, uh, Eugene Justice League Dark uh, Justice League Dark from 2017 hour 15 minutes uh, you're welcome yeah yeah uh <laughs> Um, this is perfectly fine. I, I was never bored. Hour and 15 minutes. I, my biggest thing about, I guess I should read what the movie's about. Beings from, with supernatural powers joined together to fight against supernatural villains. This team of supernatural beings includes John Constantine, Zatanna, and Jason Blood, also known as the demon Etrigan. 
Ah, uh, there we go. My biggest gripe about this, two things. One, I don't, I didn't know half the characters, because I don't know those people. Not that it really matters that much, but, you know, I like to know who my superheroes are that I'm watching. And two, I was, it, it's R, but it's light R. I really wish they would have just really gone for it. And the beginning is awesome and the end is awesome, but I'm like, oh, I wish you you guys would have just, just gone for it with this violent, gory bloodshed. H- however, aside from that, it was fine. I liked it. I, animation is what it, it kind of like, along with all the other DC movies, animated movies. It's cool. I like that style of animation. Um, it had a couple funny parts. Oh, I just like, I, I don't disagree with that assessment, but I feel like it was a bit of a test for that kind of stuff. As far as where it falls in the lineup that we've discussed before, it's somewhere kind of in the middle. And by the time, it's like they push it every, almost with every entry, they're just like, they they push just a little bit further. And then by the time you get to that uh, Justice League Dark uh, Apocalypse movie at the very end, which is their Infinity War, they're just pentagrams and literally grabbing people and ripping them in half and it's it's just like that's what I but it was I mean, trust me this is perfectly fine entertainment considered roulette uh, I'm not going to go out and you know buy the blu-ray or anything but I was never aboard there's like I said going back to the whole character thing like some of these characters I've never heard of Zatanna Zatanna yeah. Jason Blood I don't I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, or should I know these characters? No, and I didn't expect you to be very familiar with them. This is part of okay. the, uh, uh, there was a dark label just, uh, uh, DC put out for a while. I can't remember what it was called now. I'm just, uh, that's where Constantine was from and uh, stuff that they're like, Hey, this is, you know, we're still DC, but this is kind of where we put all of our bad boys. Um, and Zatanna is definitely, is from the Batman universe. Very much so. Uh, her father was one of the people that trained Batman as far as escaping from Houdini-type situations in case he was ever captured. And okay. and he had a little bit of a love tryst with the teacher's daughter, Zatanna. That swamp Thing is Swamp Thing. I, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm just saying I didn't expect you to know all them. It is kind of the lesser-known <laughs> characters. It's just they're the darker ones. They're the ones yeah. in the corners. They're not the ones with the capes. They're the ones that are summoning demons and shit. Oh, I like how in the end, they're like my favorite part was when you know it's all out war and Swamp Thing comes to do his his bit and spoiler warning here, but uh, he gets his soul kind of body ripped out of him and it's just this little disgusting little Voldemort type shriveled little prune creature yeah. thing. Yeah, he was a, he was uh, just like a scientist. He was a dork. Yeah, I, I, I was I was totally not expecting that. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. There's little there's little tiny Voldemort, I guess. <laughs> awesome. No, I I wasn't expecting you to come back and be like, it's a ten. I just it was like it's a dark version of, uh, you know, these kinds of characters, and I thought that you would enjoy it. Yep, I did. I, I oh, I IMDb just whatever. Okay, for me, we summon the darkness. Three best friends embark on a road trip to a heavy metal show where they bond with three aspiring musicians and head off to one of the girls' country home for an after party, starring Alexandra Daddario. Nobody, 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 nobody. Johnny Knoxville. Um, 
Have you seen this one, TJ? Not yet, but it's been it's on my queue. All right. So I gotta. I'm gonna be spoiler careful, I guess. I yeah. I'll give this one a passing thumb. It's a thumbs up. I I didn't love it. I didn't. I definitely didn't hate it. I I just was like, all right. I was biggest disappointment. I was expecting a lot of metal music. There's no, there's almost no metal music in this movie. There, there's one band that plays at the concert they go to, and that's it. That's that's all the metal. And I was pretty disappointed about that. I was kind of thinking like, oh, this is going to be one of those. I'm tr- now I can't even bring up the names of those movies that we watched. It was maybe two Halloweens ago. Uh, there was the Trick or Treat. No, there was just a couple of, of horror movies that were very metal music themed. There was the one where the everybody's dying at a farmhouse. Oh, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes, yes. And there's like metal yeah. music throughout the entire thing. Like, that's what I was kind of hoping for. Yeah. And eh, this was not that. <laughs> this was a reverse home invasion. I, I, after the first 30 minutes, that's it was a reverse home invasion. A, rever- a, a closet invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much time in that closet. Yeah. Did not like that that part, Eugene. I'm sorry. I was like, "Come on, this is getting boring." Uh, I kind of expected the turn that came there in the towards the middle. That they were kind of like, "Oh, surprise!" It was like I kind of thought that might be coming. Um, it was still cool. I was still like, "Where is this going?" I liked the uh, as it went along, and they explained more of it uh, of their motivations. Uh, I'm putting in. I'm, I'm doing vagaries so that Eugene can understand, but you don't. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I can. The killer's motivations, uh, as they explained them more as we got into the third act, was like, okay, that's kind of dark. I like where you're going with this. Um, yeah, and then uh, it, it starts to play out at the very end. It was like, yeah, hey, this is kind of going the way I thought. But I one, I expected it more metal music. Two, I expected it to be gorier. Most uh, a lot of the gory stuff actually kind of happened off screen. It was creative and it was budget saving, but a lot of it happened off screen. Even with the the final car incident in the last five mm-hmm. minutes, that was off screen. Uh, I mean, we basically had one good stabbing, right? Maybe a shooting. Maybe yeah, yeah. It wasn't as gory as I was hoping it would be. Too, I do remember. That yeah, I mean there was that, lots right? of blood, but it was always it came in the aftermath. Like there's a slashing, then they run in the closet, and then he's covered in blood. It's like there's blood everywhere, but it's not like so it's uh, not on the level of like deathgasm, Eugene. No, I mean well I liked it better than deathgasm, uh, but it wasn't near as gory as deathgasm. No, but I really liked it. I thought it was great, but um, you know it's different strokes, and I like home invasiony type of things, yeah. and I just I liked all the characters. They all. I liked their interaction. I liked them talking about old school metal, and I agree with that. I I agree. I, I liked the characters and I liked their interactions. Has Eric I seen liked... Heavy Trip yet? Huh, I don't believe so. I love oh, that Heavy movie. Trip was the shit. I think I recommended that to you. I yeah, yeah, and that came in one of my top ten of the year. Yeah, roulettes. I think Eric needs to see that. If you're gonna watch a heavy metal movie, that's just awesome. That is and the funny, movie. legit oh, funny. funny. One. It's no, great. I, it's great. It's on my list for Halloween. Yeah, I, I got to save those movies up, man. It's not a horror movie. It's not a horror movie, though. Really? I thought it counted. 
Eugene? Uh, I, it's a road trip. I don't, th- I mean, I'm trying to think how that thing ends. Like, isn't this the one with the, 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 the Culkin kid who death metal? And- oh, no, 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 that's, no, that's, uh, uh, but, mayhem. Yeah, the, yeah. May- no, no, this is a different oh, one. Oh, oh, okay. I'm looking here. Yeah, no, that's, that is horror. The, the mayhem <laughs> yeah. movie, that's horror. Until I just saw, light, I, I just pulled a heavy trip like, movie yeah. and it brought up a guy with the black Corpse and white plate. face. Oh, yes. yeah, they definitely are a black metal band, but it's not, it's more of a buddy movie road trip comedy type thing. Oh, it's right, so okay. funny. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you gave it a watch. I, I really liked it. I mean, that's, Again, that's just that's my type of thing. It's metal. Hey, honestly, I didn't hate a second of it. I was never bored. I, I just... I plan on checking I, I, it out soon. Like I said, it's in my queue right now. I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. You should watch it. It's definitely worth a watch. It's yeah. got a very cool... Well, I don't know about cool, but it's got an interesting premise. Okay, there we go. Let's uh, Let's get on to the next round here. Uh, Eugene, you're up first. What do okay. you got coming my way? Okay, first up is Killing Hasselhoff from director Garen, Garen, Garen Dant, or Darren Grant. <laughs> Take your pick, uh, hour and 20 minutes. Uh, struggling nightclub owner resorts to desperate measures in order to pay off a loan shark. Uh, starring Ken Jeong and Jim Jeffries, Colton Dunn, uh, and of course, David Hasselhoff. So there's that. And I, I'm on IMDb and like the trailer's ready to play on it and it's WWE Studios. So there's, you know, it's got a, a big production company behind it. But I had never heard of that movie. That was I'm, not my first reaction to you saying it's WWE Studios. <laughs> oh, you're like, I it's just, got a I big production studio. I was thinking more like, oh, so be warned. This is like one step maybe to the side. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, I mean, it's, not, yeah. <laughs> It's something. Um, Their movies at least year. usually have a budget, though. So they do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next up is what keeps you alive? Horror thriller, two thousand eighteen. Majestic mountains, a still lake, and venomous betrayals engulf a female married couple attempting to celebrate their one year anniversary. Um, not sure really the stars of that, but I thought the premise sounded very good. And so, throwing it up your way. And lastly, this is one that is on my uh, voodoo. I bought it and watched it and loved it, and I would like your opinion on it sometime. Harpoon from 2019. Hour and 23 minutes. It's a horror comedy. Rivalries, dark secrets, and sexual tension emerge when three best friends find themselves stranded on a yacht in the middle of the ocean, desperate for survival. And um, this is the jet blackest of comedies. And it's, well, I hesitate to say it's violent or whatever, because I, you might be like, no, it's not. It, I, I forget. Oh, I haven't seen come it on. <laughs> Overreacting. Uh, it was great. I loved it. That was actually, that might be one of my favorites of the, of the year, which has been a sparse year. So keep that. Well, keep up with your vine- vinegar syndrome bullshit. Oh, oh, that just started my day out in a rotten mood. Pissed off. I just Did you a- cancel your mem- membership yet? Oh, I, I'm I'm gonna keep getting them. I'm gonna keep oh, getting. Oh, you stubborn bastard! Oh, I it's, it's I have to. <laughs> well, quit wearing a mask around your cats, and eventually you'll you'll be part of the herd immunity, and you'll like cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or and vinegar syndrome movies. I'll, yeah. I'll like I'll somehow like them both all of a sudden. <laughs> hey, after the sixth or seventh watch, Eugene, 
they'll be five, so you'll be all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, coming oh. your way. Uh, Death Metal Angola on Hoopla. Following the uh, long synopsis, hang on. Following nearly 40 years of unrelenting war, peace, and reconstruction are slowly arriving to Angola. Huambo, Angola's second largest city, finds 55 children in the Aku... Sorry, Akutikia orphanage under the care of Sonia Ferreira. Her boyfriend, Wilker Flores, is a death metal guitarist who uses sound and rhythms of this hardcore music as a path to healing. Or as Sonia says, to clear out the debris from all these years of war. This feature documentary follows Wilker and Sonia's attempts to stage Angola's first ever national rock concert, bringing together members from different strands of the Angolan hardcore scene from different provinces as it all unfolds and fits and starts against the bombed out and mined backdrop of the formerly stately Wombo. Sorry for mispronouncing so many words and for the long synopsis, but I thought it was worth reading. Uh, next up, Chirac. Uh, it's two hours, a little longer. Amazon Prime, but it's Spike Lee. A modern-day adaptation of the ancient Greek play... Le- <laughs> Why don't you get more movies you can't pronounce, you stupid fuck? Uh, <laughs> Listrata by Aristophanes, set against the backdrop of gang violence in Chicago. And lastly, your most roulette pick of the week. The Ungulate... The Ungulate... I... A man and his daughter are mistakenly killed by three poachers hunting deer in the woods. Five years pass, and the poachers return to the area of the crime, along with a rich hunter looking for his money shot. Kaya, question is, are they alone? I mean, it... Hmm. (laughs) I bet it's no, uh, I bet it's no water slide massacre or whatever that movie was. (laughs) Oh, Shame on him. Shame you, on him. You! You made me change it to that. Witness! TJ, witness! Uh, I will say, in UD's defense, though, I was actually going to watch that until he said that. Until his review. So, yeah. It was awful. Um, but, you know what? Uh, in the nature of, of the show and, you know... All that good here, stuff. Here comes, I should let's, here, here let's comes go this with bullshit. the let's go with the ungulate. <laughs> oh, with a title like that, it's got to be good, right? Oh uh, <laughs> no! Uh, have you heard about it? Well, no. But There's a reason. It might be a hidden, hidden something. I'll take harpoon. Just, just remember, Eric. Yes, sir. May I have another? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, but but no, but it doesn't work that way. Because next week he'll come in here and be blaming me for it when I gave him that amazing sounding documentary. <laughs> Death metal. Yeah, it might be okay. <laughs> but ungulate, <laughs> ungulate for the win. That this that sounds like a actually that sounds like a death metal band, and I I approve. <laughs> Ungulate, you know, it sounds like phlegm, you know, ungulate. I had, I have a whole bunch of ungulate in my chest. I hate you. (laughs) Okay, next week, uh, next episode of the show will be Harpoon up against the ungulate. Ungulate, ungulate. That works. I think it's going to be good. Well, (laughs) (laughs) sure. Good luck with that. Is that the shortest one? That was the one. Oh, that's the one that's an hour and 15 minutes, isn't it? 
Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be punishment. Next week, you don't get anything under an hour and a half. Ah, yeah, your you picked it. Your, oh, I remember now. I remember why I threw it on there. I was like, if he picks this one, it's just because it's short. You're you're getting two that and a half hours. Angola. That was only that was only ninety minutes. Two so and a half hour. Our house flicks coming to Eugene today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all hour forty fives next week. The doorknob. There's so many. There's so many rules and regulations and <laughs> no, guidelines. It's not rules. You're just always skirting everything. You're always trying to very... shortcut. Very police-ish over here. I'm, I'm guessing that you've already watched this, if we're talking about rules. You already... No? No. <laughs> oh, God. So many rules. I'm the police. Fuck you. <laughs> You're suppressing me right now. Gestapo yeah. Eric over here, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you know uh-huh. how, how many times he's shortchanged me and put up hour 45s left and right... <laughs> And, and then it co- turned out good, right? And then, no! And then complains about it. No. <laughs> Who has the better list of the worst roulettes of all time? Uh, <laughs> uh, I see, you have, you you own Chosen, uh, Blinking in the Sky or whatever, For and the thir- Western Horror thing, right? A- apartment 13 something with Rebecca de Mornay. That was me, right? No, I had that one. <laughs> I can't even laugh. Um, uh, the western the, thing was, that was, was me. The last one. Or? What? What? The western horror thing. No, that was me. Okay, well, the chosen. That was you. I know that. You had to watch these out of my rage of not doing uh-huh. research. That was why. Because if you watch two seconds of the trailer, you you want to kill yourself. What was the last one? The last one was up there, man. After oh, midnight. Was, you mean the the middle aged. Douchey uh, guy and his uh, girlfriend and the... Yeah, and the creature that came after midnight. <laughs> That's actually one that I'm glad that I watched, because that, that made the episode hilarious. It did. I literally... I, I just literally saw somebody on Facebook had posted, have you guys seen this movie? Because it's, oh. it's kind of slow, and it's a slow burn, but this is really good. And I just... I didn't even... <laughs> I didn't even say anything. Nope. Just yeah. let it... Let... Let... Shh. Let yeah. people enjoy things. If he enjoyed it, more power to you. Yep. I don't know. What was it called? After Midnight. Monster After Midnight or... Oh, it was After Midnight? Okay. Oh, <laughs> I have PTSD from that movie. Okay. Uh, let's just kind of go on to... You guys want to do some, like, recently watched? I'm sure that will take us forever to get through anything. Yeah. I've got a couple of movies I want to talk about. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, TJ, you want to go first? Um, Got anything hot on your yes, plate? Yes, actually. Uh, I just rewatched. I I'm using my phone for Skype, so I can't look up the year. Uh, but I just rewatched for the first time in probably 20 years the movie The Natural with Robert Redford. And mm. I have the RCA Columbia VHS on my shelf, and I haven't watched it yet. That's like 1984. Yeah, I'm not. Um, you know, I don't dislike sports movies. But uh, they're not my, like, go-to type thing, uh, especially more serious ones. And, man, I forgot what an awesome movie that is. For I think it's like two hours and ten minutes, two hours, fifteen minutes, and it just flies by. Awesome performances. Um, I believe Wolford Brimley is in that one, and he looks, mm. and he looks like he's, you know, like 80. And he's like, yeah. and he's like 23 or whatever, but, uh, you know, Redford was probably older than Brimley in that. Um, 
truthfully. But, uh, yeah, Robert Redford is awesome. The cast is just fantastic. Um, I give it an 8 out of 10. And, um, you know, that was probably being a little on the... little. Uh, I, I probably feel like... I feel like I should have rated a little higher than what I did, you know, after the fact. But I give it an 8 out of 10 on Letterboxd. And... Uh, it's just, it's an awesome movie. If you like sports, if you like feel-good movies with a little bit of a drama and a twist, and yeah, it's it's definitely a good flick. It's one on my stack. I haven't, I've never seen it, but, uh, actually I bought a copy of it, but then I found the RCA Columbia, Ooh. you know, and I gotta have that border on the side. Well, yeah. And it, and it's the side opener and that, that cover. That's right. Ooh. I've never seen it, but I'm I'm gonna I'll get around to it. I actually just saw a clip today from I think it was uh, it was a Clint Eastwood movie, The Trouble with the Curve. Is that a baseball movie? I yes. Assume. Yeah. Uh, I I just saw a clip. I had no interest whatsoever in that one. Clint Eastwood and his movies of the last fifteen years have been rather dull, in my opinion, and. Uh, baseball movie I, again i'm like you i'm not huge sports movie guy but that was a really really good clip from that movie so i might have to uh track that one down and check it out yeah. and the cast on this one robert redford robert duvall glenn close kim bassinger wilford brimley barbara hershey joe don baker uh michael madsen damn yeah cast is loaded like i said it's it's out of any sports movie I've seen. It's probably one of the best acted sports films I've ever seen. You basically have, you know, like, uh, cause it takes place in like 1937 or 39, I think. So it, it's, it's very, it's a very interesting, um, concept and set up and just, I don't want to give anything away where you've never seen it, even though, you know, it's like a 40 year old movie, but yeah, yeah right. You, it, it's very, it's, it's just, it's one of those movies, man. It just, it's, you get sucked into it and kind of get you right in the feels in a lot of spots. And you, even though it's, I think it might've been one of those movies that kind of made those standard sports movie trope things, you know, it almost mm. feels like it because of the age of the film, like any modern sports movies take those tropes from it. So you almost know what's coming a lot of the time, but it doesn't matter. It's still awesome. Sweet. Well, this, this tape is in near mint. Nice. There's one little crease on the cover. But other than that, I mean, this is an old-ass release. Nice. I haven't seen that movie in The Natural in so many years, but I remember liking it. It was a good movie. I just I haven't seen it since probably back in the DVD days. Yeah, I, mm. I'm thinking, like, uh, it's probably been at least 20 to 25 years since the last time I saw it. So Honestly, it's probably the same here. I've never seen it. Eugene. What do you got? Um, <clears throat> let's get the um, Vinegar Syndrome movies oh. off the list. Are you going to do a speed round? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, first up, uh, th this won't take long, trust me. Um, the Caller uh, from Who Cares? Uh, what is it? Uh, 1987, Malcolm McDowell and Madeline Smith Osborne is in this. And literally that's it. Just two people. You know what? I I will say this. This was not a bad movie. The twist in this movie is quite good. Uh, it's just... It's an hour and 37 minutes where this... This would have been a fantastic 
Black Mirror episode. Uh, just with the subject matter and the twist that came towards the end, I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. Uh, it's basically a guy has a car breakdown. He goes to this house, this cabin, where there's this lady, and they, you know, she doesn't trust him, and then they start playing this back-and-forth cat-and-mouse type game where you can tell they're both hiding something, and uh, and they go back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and it's good, but it would have been perfect in about a 45-minute short, or even an hour-long episode of something, but it is just far too long. But when the twist does come, it is legit cool, it, I, and I'm not going to spoil it here as to what is really going on, but I, I'm like, that was... That was cool. And I'm like, oh, this is way back in 1987. They were doing movies where you get two people in a house. So it's low budget. But it's like it it doesn't feel near as low budget as stuff that you watch now because everything is shot digitally. And back then, that was shot on film. And so it has this – it looks like a, a real movie movie instead of, you know, this, yeah, we can make a movie with two people and we'll have a witty script or not. <laughs> um, so now the other one real quick. Then I'll be done. Pandemonium. This thing, 1982, Airplane was so funny. You remember that movie? Airplane and Airplane 2, the sequel, and Top Secret, and yeah, Naked Gun were, and all those. The, Z- I mean, those. the Zuckers. Yeah, yeah. There was also a movie called Pandemonium from 1982. Is this um, Steven Spielberg's 1941 or whatever? Like that? Oh, no, that's 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 Oscar caliber. <laughs> this is... No, it's an... Oh, that, that shit's awful. <laughs> when I was done with this movie, I put the... Blu-ray back into the case, and I threw the Blu-ray across the room as hard as I could. I was that pissed off watching this garbage. Just, this is how I started my morning. I was so angry at this moment. Actually, the last 30 minutes, I just fast-forward. Like, the last 30 minutes took me five minutes to breeze through, because I'm like, I have to at least say I watched the movie. Now, full disclosure, it didn't break the case, thank goodness, because Vinegar Syndrome Blu-rays become worth money. So. <laughs> but, um... Uh, zero, zero. I I cannot think of a worse movie I've seen this year, and I'm I know I've seen them. I know I've seen them, but I, this after was, midnight was this year. Yeah, that's that's true. I actually I derived more entertainment out of that movie than so, this. Uh, oh, it's, that your entertainment was my pain. That was all. So Aqua Slash was uh, avant garde then, huh? Well, at least Aqua Slash had a cool and bloody gory scene. This is it's. It's airplane, but devoid of any anything remotely funny. And they're like they got a good cast, like Phil Hartman and uh, Paul Rubens. Carol Kane is in this. Uh, Judge Reinhold. Like, it, there's an actual good cast in here. But it was basically let's do a an airplane type send up of the slasher movie, like the '80s slasher movie. Which great, that sounds awesome. Strike one was PG. It's PG rated. So, oh, and it might like watching it. I'm like. At least airplane, that felt almost R-rated from even back then. Like there's nudity in it, and I'm like, this is going off of a slasher movie, and it's it is as tame and harmless and just stupid. This movie's stupid. Oh, this movie can rot in hell. I own it, folks. I own it. <laughs> Done. Okay. <laughs> I've been stewing about that all day. I've been stewing. That was this morning, huh? Yes. Okay. Well. I'm going to talk about a couple randoms. How about that? There we go. <laughs> well, I'm debating. I've got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about, but I'm like, ah, after that, do I... Roll the dice, uh, Eric. Roll the dice. 
Let's go with Heaven's Burning from 1997, starring Russell Crowe and Yuki Kudo. After a botched, uh, botched bank job, a gang takes hostage a Japanese girl on the run from an arranged marriage and escapes. Their wheelman saves the girl from them, and the two go on the run with the cops. The two go on the run with cops, the gang, and her psycho husband on the... <sighs> it's not me, man. Their wording is so fucking dumb. They go on the run with a bunch of people after them. That's... I... Oh, the wording is so bad. Stupid IMDb. Uh, so, yeah, it was like, this popped up on Amazon Prime, and it's Russell Crowe, and I'm like, oh, Russell Crowe is an Aussie, and it's kind of, they're kind of selling it as a car movie, and you know, damn if those Aussies don't know how to make car movies, uh, from what I've seen, and so let's hit play on this, and it was okay. It was worth a one and done. I watched it. I've seen it. It starts off pretty interesting with this kind of gangster shit and Russell Crowe trying to be a driver, you know, and, and cool Australian cars. Where do they get their cars? I don't know. They just look different. And they all just kind of sound like muscle cars. Even the shitty one that he buys off the lot, it's still kind of like, you kind of feel like you could haul ass in that thing. And they do. And he gets like a saw and just, ah, you know what? No AC. We'll just make a sunroof. <laughs> sunroof uh so him and this japanese girl take off running away from these mobsters and the cops and and her husband and uh, i mean my biggest complaint is that doesn't end well there there was a good way to end this movie and that would have been like the true romance kind of ending where not really any way you should have lived through that but somehow you kind of did and it was kind of sweet not this movie <laughs> this movie was more like eh. How about a sledgehammer upside the head? And Finn. Like, <laughs> it w and it was like, this wasn't enjoyable. Like, that was the worst possible ending. And I was reading up on it a little bit, and I think they were trying to make it an interpretation of uh, some other something. I don't know. I, the director was saying, I, this is kind of my version of some play that I've never heard of. All right, fine, whatever. Uh, so, you know, it's worth a watch if you're really interested in another Aussie car, car movie and uh, Russell Crowe's earlier career, but I wouldn't break myself to see it. Next up, another one that popped up on Amazon Prime, Imaginarium from 2012. A coma sends an old man into his childhood's sinister fantasy world where he must fight dementia and gain back his memories before it's too late. It sounds too good to be true, but I was like, yeah, let me hit play on this. Maybe it's a low-budget kind of interesting idea. Is this a great movie? No. Is it worth a shot? Yeah, a little bit, because there's actually more metal music in this than there was in We Summon the Darkness. <laughs> uh, but that's almost to a fault, because you know how we always talk about, oh, there's his friend's band or whatever. This is the seventh studio Imaginarium is the... Se oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Even IMDb couldn't... I, it's spelled weird. I'm trying to find, find it... Oh, here it is. IMDb. I'd have to go look at the... It, it's gotta be oh, his friend's band or something. But it's sort of like he goes to this fantasy land. Kind of like... Uh, oh, fuck me. Do you remember that movie, Eugene, where... 
Uh-oh. Fuck! <laughs> While I was watching this movie, I couldn't remember the title of the film. It's in my DVD collection, and I went and searched and searched, and I figured out what it was called so that I would remember on the show. And here we are, and I forgot what the hell it's called. Is it The World of Tomorrow, the George Clooney movie? No, 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 no. It's, it was something that was... I typed in fantasy movie by comic book guy, because I know there was a comic book guy <laughs> involved in it. And somehow that got me to it. Of course, it's not working now. I'm just getting nothing but pictures of comic book guy from The Simpsons. Well, of there was a movie that I had blind bought because of the guy that was involved in making it. And, uh, who is based in comics and I was like this is pretty cool you should check this out for being a low budget movie and you watched it and you were I'll be honest you were kind of meh on it uh, but it was like this girl's parents were on the verge of splitting up or something and then she went to this fantasy land and met this guy and everybody was weird and it was very green screeny oh not sucker punch no, no, no. This is this was direct to video. Oh. This was nothing major. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Mirror Mask. The name of the movie is Mirror Mask. Okay. For Mirror fuck's mask. sake. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was wrong. Okay, so I'll I'll delete big chunks of that. Don't worry about that. But, um so on one end, one bookend of Imaginarium is Ink, where it's low budget, creatively used. You can tell that it's low budget, but you don't care because it's creatively used. And the other end of that is Mirror Mask, where there are definitely scenes where it's green screened. Do you even remember Mirror Mask at all, Eugene? Yes, I do. Okay. I know now. I know what you're talking about. Right. So it's some, but but even as I recall, you didn't really like that movie as much as I did, but you still were like, it's good. It's just not for me. Yeah. 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 I just I remember that movie. Imaginarium is somewhere in between. And in between there, there's lots of musical scenes where they walk in and somebody's playing metal, but it's in a fantasy land. And somebody's playing some metally thing, and then, you know, uh, more story happens, very inkish. And then the next scene we come into, and it's more orchestral, with heavy metal kind of in it. So it's not like the same band, the same two people in a folk band that, <laughs> it's my buddy, and they pop in every now and then. It's not that. Every time that there's a scene where there's music, it's different people in, like, a different band. So I kind of was okay with it. It's, in a weird way, almost like a rock opera. But not where everybody's singing the entire time. There's an actual story. So I kind of want to give this movie attention and thumbs up and props because they did a lot with a little... And, and they're trying to spread around those, you know, those exposure bucks for their friends on their bands, but they did it in a right way. They did it in a way that didn't piss me off. So I was kind of okay with that. Is it a great movie? No. Is it worth a watch? It is worth a watch. There's a lot of cool CGI effects in here where this guy's going through this fantasy land in his coma of his dementia and trying to rescue, you know, his memories from this really creepy snowman thing. It's really dark and twisted and weird and doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's something you might want to look into. If nothing else, the metal music will get you through it. So, and, and it's only like 85 minutes what, long or what something. What was it called again? Imaginarium, but it's spelled weird. It's spelled I-M-A-G-I-N-A-E-R-U-M. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's on Amazon Prime, so go ahead and check it out. Okay, back to TJ. We'll do another round here, and then it'll probably be about time to wrap up. Um. So... I watched one that I'd never seen before. I actually never even heard about it. I was uh, 
thumbing through Amazon Prime, and I came across this film from 1983 called Yellowbeard, um, directed by Mel Dempsey. It's uh, got Graham Chapman, Peter Boyle, Cheech Marin, Tommy Chung, Peter Cook, Marty Feldman, Martin Hewitt, uh, Eric I It's basically got everybody from Monty Python <laughs> and a whole bunch of other uh, actors in it. In it. But the, the, the premise was, after serving two decades in prison, Yellowbeard, played by Graham Chapman, breaks out, determined to recover the treasure that he buried so long ago, alongside his son, old crew in the British Navy. Uh, this was written by Graham Chapman and Peter Cook. Uh, so, it, so I threw it on. Anyway, it's, it's an hour and 36 minutes. Uh, this has a very Monty Python-esque feel to it. But it's one of those films that, um, while I found a lot of it hilarious, a lot of the jokes were really dated and I kind of cringeworthy. They were just used like, ooh, ah, yeah. Um, if This is one of those movies, like, if I had grown up on it, probably wouldn't be a big deal because I knew what was coming, you know? But because I'd never seen it, a lot of the jokes, very rapey. Uh, you know, things like that. Just stuff that I, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, like I can live with it, but it's like, man, I don't really find that funny. Uh, but overall, it's, uh, it was still a really good fit flick. Um, I give it a, I give it a six out of 10, which happens to be what the IMDB rating is, is six out of 10. So. If uh, you like the Monty, Monty Python stuff, it's definitely worth checking out if you've never uh, never seen it before. I had that same problem with Animal House when I went back and revisited that one. There were a lot of jokes that, I'm, that were very rapey and and nah. That also have isn't it cool? Isn't it cool that I'm on a ladder and I'm spying on I'm chick- like eh, ah, yeah, it's kind of gross and weird. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that same way when I watched Weird Science. To be honest, a couple of years ago when I went yeah. back, that was another one that I'm like, man, I love this movie and I've seen it many times, but ooh, some of those jokes, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Eugene. Last round. Um, went through all of the uh, American Ninja movies again. <laughs> Perfect. One, two, three, four. Bing, 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 bing. Here's the interesting thing, though. Uh, at first, I was like, you know what? I'm only going to watch part two because I, I, I've only watched part two once before. And I remember really liking it, like being surprised at how enjoyable it was. And on second viewing, it totally held up. I quite liked American Ninja too, and we've all watched the American Ninja movies, or at least several yeah. of them, correct? As many it's, as we can it's survive It's been through. a really, really long time since I've watched any of them. I'm not sure which one I've seen. I saw one with the girl ninja. Uh, three? Domination, okay, or whatever um, it was called. I... Well, there was Ninja 3 The Domination. That's not American Ninja. So that's, oh, 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 I'm thinking of a whole oh, different yeah. series. So I may have not seen yeah. these, yes. Then I, I'm not sure. I watched a... Uh, well, this one This one here has Michael Dudikoff, Steve James, who... Steve James yeah, is awesome, I by the way. I remember Michael Dudikoff being in... I've, yeah, yeah. I've seen at least one of them. I just don't know which one. <laughs> well, part two is uh, on some Caribbean island, and it... 
it's I was surprised at how well it held up on second viewing. It was just it's everything I like about the eighties done right. Uh, so after I'm like, you know what? That was good enough. Let's go with part three. Let's just keep this train rolling. Uh, and part three is the one that does not have Michael Dudikoff. And they've got um, David Bradley in it. He's the new guy, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? This is good, too. I quite enjoy this. Steve James is in this one again. And I'm like, this was fine for, for what it was. And then I'm like, well, we're going to keep on rolling. Let's go with part four. Why not? American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. Eh, here's where things drop drastically. Uh, David Bradley and Michael Dudikoff is in this one. Dudikoff wasn't in part three. And, um, no, nah, not good. No, just, just American Ninjas and a terrorist on a uh, something. or uh, It's too long and it's just all over the place and did not work. Well, I'm like, well, shit, I'm tired of these movies now because this one here left a bad taste in my, in my mouth, but I've got to finish this series now. So I went back to the original and I watched American Ninja 1 from 1985, and it's still fine. But honestly, of all of these, Part 2 is the best one, I think. I thought Part 2 was, it amped up the crazy of Part 1, and it still was like in canon's, just in that sweet spot of awesome before it got like the budgets got less. Uh, but man, those first couple American Ninja movies are just fun, especially if you're just having a bad day and you want something silly and fun and whatever short run time. They, these are great, in my opinion. The first three especially. Well, what about American Ninja 5? Mm. I have never seen that. That and I have a, a box set of them and that did not come in the box set and I have never seen part five. So have you seen that one? I think I might own it on VHS. <laughs> I'm not sure. One of those that wasn't even good enough to make the jump to DVD. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't think that Part 5 is on Blu-ray anywhere. But, yeah. <laughs> As well, it probably does not deserve. <laughs> yeah. He'll yeah. be going to get in his next Vinegar Syndrome shipment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then you'll have to own them all. On, do, you, do you own 1 through 4 on Blu-ray? Yes, uh, actually, eighty-eight films came out with uh, the box set like a couple of years ago, and I picked that up, and so yeah, I got all four of them. And other than the other than the fourth one, man, I'm like, this is a series that every now and then, I it's they're easy watches, but man, part something about part four is just it doesn't work, and it like all the stuff from the other ones is kind of in there, but it's they they I think they're trying too hard to really go all out, but they don't have the budget for it, and it just didn't work like the other ones did. Hmm. So, And I think uh, Sam Furstenberg directed uh, American Ninja 1, and I th- I don't think he did part 3, but he did the first two. And um, he's an... Inter- like, there's, a, there's like an hour and 20 long minute interview, or making of, of this series, and so there's a lot of stuff with, with uh, Michael Dudikoff and the director... Sam Furstenberg talking and it's cool to hear them talking about canon films and like uh, you know just canon and the 80s and just how movies were made back then uh, and um, th- I, it was interesting they at first they were talking to Chuck Norris uh, about being the star of American Ninja and uh, and then Chuck Norris supposedly Chuck Norris was like well I don't want to wear a ninja Outfit. I mean, I want people to see my face because I'm Chuck Norris. And so that's when they were like, all right, well, I guess not you then. So then they went, they did a casting call and they 
got found this Michael Dudikoff guy who had, I guess, been in a few comedies, which I did not know. One of them was um, uh, Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. I'm like, what? Michael Dudikoff is in Bachelor Party? Sure enough, he is. So I thought that was kind of cool. And just how they did stuff back then, like, you know, real stunts. I think that uh, Dudikoff did pretty much almost all of his stunts for, especially the first one. I'm not sure about the second. I... I watched about 20 minutes of that documentary thing or making of, which it was really good, but I'm like, oh, I got, I got vinegar syndrome stuff I need to watch now. <laughs> so that worked out. <laughs> so oh, and I just, I just, especially the first one, it just takes me back to the big box days of VHS walking through the video store. And there was that there, I mean, every video store had American Ninja. Every one of them had, and it was like, it was a big box, but it wasn't like the big thick horror box VHSs. It was like a bigger thin box. If that's... You have some of those, Eric. You, you've got some of those types of boxes. The, the bigger... Th- yeah, the... Um, the MGM. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I've got uh, King Solomon's Mines. Yep. The the old one before they remade it. I've got uh, some musical thing. The last... I don't know, the last something. I've got Logan's Run, and I've got three copies of King Solomon's Mines, the one yeah, from huh. King... <laughs> Every time I see one, it's like 50 cents, and I'm like, I can't let this go, because they're going to throw it in the dumpster. And I would yeah. rather grab it for 50 cents and then just like give it to one of my friends. So, you guys got a copy waiting if you want Ooh. a copy of King Solomon's <laughs> Mines from Canada. I don't have it, so you know. I might, be able, I, I might be able to hook you up, because, you know, I just got my yeah. 9,000... VHS box the other day that I sent you all the pictures of. Yeah. So I think I now own like 11 VHS copies of Ghostbusters. So I've one and two. So yeah. I've already got uh, one and two with the. Uh, well, the yeah, hell with you then. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, you've got that one that's like a dual copy that like they're both in there. That's, that's a pretty, box pretty set. cool. That's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that one before. Anyway, that's okay. it. All done. Uh, last one for me is a movie I've talked about before, but I was like, I should maybe watch that one for the third time. And my wife happened to be there. I was like, I don't know. Maybe she'll like it. Annihilation. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Best yeah. movie of that year. 10 out of 10. I feel better about that stance every single time I watch this movie. And uh, with these kind of interpretational movies towards the end, I always feel a little different about it because I picked out different things along the way because it's not one of those I've watched a hundred times. I've only watched <laughs> three. And of course, I went to talk to my wife about it in the third act after it was over. I feel like this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is what's going on. And she's like, oh, really? Well, what about this and this and this? And I'm just... <sighs> okay, holy shit. Never even once considered that idea. Uh, totally valid. I, I just, huh? Wow. Okay. Never really thought about that, but yeah, you're right. That's completely a possibility. <laughs> but that's uh, the alchemy of these kinds of movies with the interpretational yeah. ending. You have to do it right. You can't, it's not just open ended. There's lots of ideas there, and there's a path that a lot of people can make to get to certain conclusions. And a lot of them are very valid. It, it's just such a fine line and such a fine dance between making something just, well, thin. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I hate that. 
Uh, sometimes that works, but sometimes it's like, you're, you're just being, that's just lazy writing. And there are other times where, like, what they did with this, where he has presented so many ideas. It's, 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 I can understand how you can maybe put that on the paper, but to translate that, and the same guy, to translate his writing to uh, film, and it comes across that way with, with all of those ideas. That's just that's just writing alchemy. I, I don't know. It's magic. Uh, so I still stand by that film as being the best of that year. I love it. My wife, I you liked it though. Yeah, she liked it. I'm I'm on. I haven't seen it since it came out on Blu-ray. I saw it in the theater, and then I bought the Blu-ray. And I agree with you. Like. Every, Every time I've the two times I watched it, uh, the second time I picked up on stuff I I didn't notice the first time, but I almost I almost felt differently from the first time too. Was like is the outcome and the conclusion, Be, because you're right. It's just it's one of those. I think I think from because who you talk to and their perspective on it. It's one of those that you can have ten different perspectives, and I don't think any of them would necessarily be wrong. You know, it, it's it, it's one of those I've actually been really meaning to go back and watch lately. That isn't a film that I'm going to throw on every six months, you know, or a year. I need a little bit of space in between it because it is kind of heavy as far as just the whole, you know, the plot and the subject matter and everything. And It is definitely heavy, but, but even like this was maybe my third time seeing it. And I feel like it's a lot lighter of a tone than you realize through the majority of the film. It's just at the third act, you realize everything that's been going on where it suddenly becomes a lot darker. Yeah. It's not even, it doesn't even add a lot of darkness with uh, the creatures and stuff. That's, that's a little creepy and whatnot, but it's not happening to them. It, it, the creep level doesn't come in until they find the video of the army people that went before them. That's when it starts in where you see like his intestines moving and shit. Yeah. And then, uh, when you get to the very end and you realize what really is going on and it's all speculation, that's where the whole thing really starts making the hair on the back of your neck stand up. As opposed to a movie like, um, oh, we're not doing this again. <laughs> uh, uh, Denny Villeneuve, the arrival, uh, arrival, arrival, arrival is one that I, I, I don't, I, I could watch Annihilation every year. I, I don't think I can watch Arrival again for a couple years. That's way too much. Uh, as a parent, or even... I, I it No, it's... It, no. And, and I don't necessarily even disagree with that character, the main character's actions. I just... I, I, how did you get that greenlit? How the hell did you get that greenlit? Some, some studio exec was not paying attention or they went, yeah, I read it and his other movies were fine. Go ahead. <laughs> and he was like, all right, fuckers, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen that movie one time in the theater. That's it's so heavy. Uh, I got it on Blu-ray <laughs> cause I found it for like a buck or two, but still, when am I going to watch that next? Uh... Have you seen that one? TJ? Arrival? I, I have not. Um, it's, it's, I've avoided it for the specific reason you guys are talking about because I haven't talked to anybody that hasn't said that that movie is just heavy as shit and it's not 
a comfortable watch. <laughs> so no, you, it's something you have to see, though. As a cinephile, it's something you gotta oh, see. I it's will one get. Of a kind. I will get to it. You know, it, it's like Cannibal Holocaust for me. You know, it's gonna take me twenty five years to watch it. You know, even <laughs> though it's not the same thing. But I'm just saying. You know, there's yeah. just certain movies, man. It's like. I have to be in the right frame of mind or just force myself to watch them. And most of the time afterwards, I'm just like, all right, yeah, that that was uh, that was an awesome movie. I'm never going to watch it again, but it was, you know, it was it was it was a good flick. Well, I, I'll record it on VHS and I'll send it to you with King Solomon's mind. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we need to do coming soon and wrap up because it's getting on in time and it always takes me so much longer when we got three tracks to edit. So, <laughs> so <all right. laughs> try and hit our mark a little bit. Uh, TJ, what do you got coming soon? What are you watching? I uh, just picked up a bunch of movies from the Shout Factory summer um, sale. I picked up the um, you elitist whores. the steel book <laughs> of Halloween two and Halloween three, uh, which I am great releases. Yes, and I've I've been those have been like. I've been eyeballing those for so long, and I was like, at the price they're having on the sale for the Steelbooks, I gotta buy them. And I also picked up The Howling uh, from Scream Factory, which, that is my favorite werewolf movie ever. So, you know, I decided it was probably time for me to splurge and buy the special edition. Um, I also picked up uh, 13 Ghosts from them in uh, Jennifer's Body. But I will not be watching Jennifer's Body or third uh, until um, October for my horathon because my horathon this mm. year is movies of the two thousands, and I've never seen Jennifer's Body, so I'm kind of kind of. Oh, you'll see it once. <laughs> oh. oh, hate, hate. So I'm gonna come on and sing, I'm gonna come on and sing its praises. I can just feel it now, just because I'm gonna be like, "Screw you, screw you, <laughs> you're okay." Um, you know? <laughs> eh, I doubt you will be, but but we'll yeah. See. So I'm definitely throwing on both the Halloween movies and uh, the Howling here in very soon, and probably the next week or so, and uh that's pretty much what I'm gonna be watching because I've just time has been nutty lately with everything going on and just so my movie viewing has been slowed down a little bit so i'm hoping to get those three in the next week or so cool and the blob and the blob (laughs) which blob did you get the the scream factory yeah i just picked up the scream factory of that as well so that is uh gonna be the other one that i'm going to watch i watched all the special features already i just need to actually watch the the film because there are some awesome special features on that Scream Factory release. That is a great movie. That still holds up as far as like the practical effects and just that. Which one? Which one are we talking about? There's three of them. The 1988, the eight? I think it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's gross. Oh. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it glorious. was. Glorious. Um, okay, so for me, I got the Quest watched. I haven't had a chance to review that, uh, but I will hopefully get to that next week. Um, live free or die hard unrated. Oh, nice. Uh, yep. Ah, uh, that wasn't a good yep. Oh, no, no, no. That was awesome. Oh, okay. I, I love that. I've, I have, even the PG 13 movie, which I've watched several times, to- version of it, I've watched several times, and even that one I like, but oh, to watch it in its un. 
cut version is oh, it's so good. Yep. Um. Uh. Then the um. Oh, the thing I'm watching tonight with the favorite, which I, you know what? Say what you will about that director. I am always intrigued by his movies, like Killing of a Sacred Deer. I have not seen The Lobster yet, but I know, you know, Eric, you're like eh, on that one. <laughs> you remember that one, right? Oh, I remember. <laughs> I, uh, <different laughs> I greatly for, anticipate your review. Different strokes for different yeah. folks, Eugene. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but there are some strokes that we know ain't for some folks. <laughs> yes. Yep. What was the... Uh, oh, Dogtooth. Dogtooth was... Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget that. That viewing experience. Wait, Dogtooth, well, wasn't that... Uh, Wasn't Dogtooth... Was Dogtooth that guy? I believe so. I thought Dogtooth uh, was um, the guy that made Nymphomaniac. Lars Von Trier? Uh. Yeah. Wasn't that a Von Trier? No? No, this is... Yorgos Lanthimos. Yep. This is about the three teenagers. (laughs) Oh, that movie. (laughs) It's barking like dogs and... Dear God, that was good? That sounds like a typical (laughs) band practice for me. Yeah. <laughs> have, TJ, have you watched any of this guy's movies? I've uh, I started watching The Lobster, but I never made it all the way through it. Oh, so, my oh, bad. Yeah. I'm I'm mistaking uh, that with Dogville. That's what Lars. Oh, Dogville. Yes, yeah. there you go. With uh, yeah. yeah, Kidman. Yeah, Dog Tooth. I've been kind of like have like a morbid curiosity. Like I kind of want to check it out, but it is. <laughs> I, I have never seen anything like it, uh, and. Killing of a Sacred Deer was good for one watch, but I I don't know. I was ex- I don't know. I, we'll see what we'll see what the favorite brings. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway, that's uh, other. I've got stacks of stuff that I'm itching to watch. But um, oh, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's it's time to reassess that movie. You're such a tease. Oh my god! Like just the tip. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's just kind of just rubbing there, just ready to. Yeah, I'm gonna enter. say something. At least spit on your commercial. At least spit on your hand first, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just slowly enter, and we'll find out next week yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he won't tell me, audience. I- I'll have to wait, just like you. <laughs> uh, okay, coming soon for me: a mirror mask. I, I think I want to rewatch that one. Uh, Inherent Vice has been sitting on my shelf forever. Have you, either of you seen Inherent Vice? I have not. Paul Anderson? One of the Paul Andersons? I watched, I watched the first half of it and I I gave up. I, it made no sense. It's far too many Paul Andersons in Hollywood, by the way. <laughs> Can't keep them all straight. I don't know which one directed what. Uh, Does it star Mila Jovovich? No. Okay, then it's the other one. <laughs> it's it's the other one. Uh, Project Power. I watched that on Netflix. The new the new dead oh yeah cow to kick for everybody on the internet. Even though it's like, yeah, we'll get to that. I I can't tease as good as Eugene. Uh, I'm just like, oh, we'll see what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to add for this episode? We're going to wrap up. Uh, go buy TJ's album, uh, Requiem by In the Kingdom of Nightmares. Go buy Missy's book, 
uh, Tonyo lives. Uh, oh yeah! Hey, uh, real quick about that. I finished the book, and go for it, it is do a review. It is fantastic. Uh, and I'm not just—I truly am not just saying that because I know I know them. It is a legit great book. I literally could not put this thing down. My and here's my review. So I'm going to be honest. No, go for it. Go for it. My only complaint about the book was how it ends, and this is actually almost a good thing. Is it left me wanting more. I was like, ah, you're like, and I could tell, like, I was at the last chapter. I'm like, oh boy, like I have one chapter to go and there's still a whole bunch that I kind of want to hear about and it just ends. Um, uh, so I, I'm not sure if that's, if that's a, a gripe on the book because it truly did leave me wanting, like, I think that she could actually write a follow up. Like, unless things are just peachy keen from this point on, but I mean, let me tell you, leading up to, Pretty much the end of the book, uh, that guy's life was difficult, and th- this could totally be a—I don't want to say a movie, but I think like a, a Netflix original series. I, I would love to see this made into a, a mini series of some sort because it is fascinating. Just the the, uh, the whole immigration thing and drugs and oh, it's crazy, but. Very, very good book. I highly, highly recommend it, and it left me wanting more. So that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, that is. Hashtag release the Herrera cut. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I need another couple chapters, damn it, or another book. Full book, please. Okay. Uh, We got to wrap this up because I got to go get dinner. So. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. I will see you guys next time. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. See ya. Peace. Yep. Bye. Bye. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.